minister a word to us. Release grace. Change destinies. This is a church of bettering lives. A place of change. A place of encounter. It's a place of jubilee, O oh God. Let your people be blessed this morning. Change destinies. Transform lives. Break yokes. Release your spirit. Speak through me this morning, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a month of what? Giving. Tell somebody it's a month of giving. Hallelujah. It's a month of what? Giving. And I'm teaching on a word entitled, How to Provoke. Or How to Give to Provoke a Blessing. Let's read our uncle scripture for this morning. Genesis 8, 23. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. I need us to understand something here. God has set principles in place. When it rains, definitely it stops raining. When it gets dark, certainly morning comes. Hallelujah. When you sow, definitely you reap. When I throw a ball up, it will definitely come back to me. There are principles that God has set in place. But the thing is, if you don't do it with understanding, you don't benefit from it. Hallelujah. There are blessings and there are blessings. There's a blessings that causes blessings. And there are givings that causes blessings. Amen. And there are givings that provoke blessings. Amplified Bible defines blessings as spiritually prosperous, content, happy, calm in the Lord, and all kinds of spiritual blessings, divine protection, and all that. They are all blessings. But when you talk about blessings, true blessings is tied to prosperity. We can all give. But there is a giving that provokes a blessing. There is a giving that changes destinies. We cannot understand how it happens. But that is what makes God, God. Hallelujah. In the book of Genesis 22 verse 15 to 18. Bible said that Abraham gave his only son to God. If you go down to 22, because of time, I have a lot to share with you, so I'm not going to rush through with the verses. You can write it down. God said to him, because you have done this in blessing, I would bless you. The thing is, was Abraham not blessed? Abraham was blessed. But God said, I'm going to change your level of blessing. Now, people will call you a blessing. All nations will call you a blessing because I am changing your life. They're going to see my wealth in you. God said to Abraham, they're going to see me, my wealth, my riches manifesting in you. Hallelujah. Genesis 8, 20 to 22. 
When we talk about provoke, what does it mean? It means to trigger, to stimulate, to do something that causes something to happen. To do something that causes something to happen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When God says he will bless you, don't think that he will just bless you. You have to do something to be able to activate or stir or stimulate or cause that blessing to happen. Hallelujah. Most of the time, what we have is the word of God. And we like to declare. But at this morning, I'm going to give you a principle. It will change your life. It will change your life. What you do to provoke God's blessings upon your life. I don't know the family you come from. But as long as you are in this church, Christ Jubilee, you shall be celebrated in your family. In the name of Jesus. Bible says that. Then Noah built an altar. If the Bible you have is for you, or write down in your notebook, build an altar to the Lord. He built an altar and took of every clean animal and of every clean bed and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Verse 21. Then God smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest time. What, did, what happened for God himself to change his word? Noah built an altar. And Noah did not just go for any animal, but went for the clean. I mean, good ones, healthy ones. And Noah laid them on the altar unto God. Listen to this. It is not every offering that will provoke God's blessings. And that is what I'm going to share with you this morning. God called Abraham in Genesis 12. And God said to Abraham, I'll bless you. And make you a blessing. Abraham came out of his country with nothing. And all he had was God's promise. But God taught Abraham some divine principles. God taught Abraham to make altars. God told, I have given you the word. But there must be an altar of sacrifice. To cause what I have said to manifest in your life. Most of us are in the church. We have testimonies. We have prophecies. But they are not manifesting because there's no altar. There's no what? Altar. It's not because somebody needs your money. But it is because God wants to bless you this month. Are you in church? What your mother and father could not do, you will do it. I said, what your mother and father have never ever dreamed of doing, you will do it in Jesus name. Believe God. God called Abraham alone. Someone who had no knowledge about God 
And God taught him his principles and taught him about altars. Bible says that Abraham built altars unto God. Altars. Built altars unto God. And at a point in time, Eliza was able to testify that God has blessed my master. He has this. And he was making mention of the things that, listen, maybe today you don't have anything. But by the time this month is over, by the time this year is over, you will have something in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Your blessings will not be in the book. Your blessings will be seen. Your blessings become manifest. Second Corinthians 9, verse 67. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Many are in the church. They are being given and given. But their life is the same. They are still struggling in life. Things are tough for you. Doesn't mean that God's word is not working. You are in the church. You are owing. It is wrong. If you give sparingly, you reap sparingly. Whatever a man gives, that is what he gives. Your attitude towards giving, the way you give, that is how you benefit. But if you want to provoke God's blessings upon you, when you are sowing, you sow bountifully because you want to reap bountifully. David said, I will not give to God that which cost me nothing. Bible says that he that honors me, he will I honor. Some of you are in the church, you are afraid to give to God. But this morning, that thing is being broken off you. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Say, my life is changing. Through my act of giving. My destiny is changing. For the better. Through my act of giving. In Jesus name. Amen. Glory to God. If you are afraid to give, you'll never receive. If you always worry about how am I going to get it, you'll never receive. Most of the time, we sow anyhow, so we reap anyhow. But this morning, I'm preaching to you on how, or the biblical secrets to provoking God's blessings. Number one, give yourself wholly to God. Let me have Second Corinthians 8 verse 5. It says that, and not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. When you talk about giving, you cannot give to God when you have not given your heart to God. You cannot stretch out your hand to God to tap into his heavenly riches when your whole body has not gone into God. When you have not given yourself wholly to God. God does not take delight in your hand. When he cannot have access to all of you. What God wants is all of you. When God has all of you. And he stretched out your hand to him. That is when he takes delight in you. And he releases to you. Tell somebody. What God wants is all of you before your hand you cannot live anyhow and expect God to bless you you cannot live anyhow and tap into the heavenly riches when you have not given all your heart to God Proverbs Proverbs 23 verse 26 my son 
Give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. My son, give me your heart. What God is asking from you first is all your heart, mind, and soul. What God is asking of you is to observe all his ways. You cannot live a scarcely kind of saved life. A lukewarm kind of Christian. You are scarcely saved. And expect that you be in the church and partake of the blessings in the church. It is not possible. What I'm going to share with you this morning is for the heart that is willing to give all of itself to God. It is that kind of heart that God is going to change. It is that kind of heart that God is going to bless with the true blessings of God. You are in the church. You drink small, small. Mercy on you. You are in the church. You fornicate small, small. Mercy on you. You are in the church. You live a kind of life. Mercy on you. Bible says that a man's sins tie him up. We are ensnared by this our own ways. If things are not going on in your life, don't think somebody is cursing your life. It is your own ways that is tying you or hindering you from assessing God's blessings. Number two, give. Always give with a good motive or a good intention. Proverbs 16 verses 2. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirit. If you look at the other verses, it says the Lord weighs the heart, your intentions, the reason behind what you're doing. Some people want to be blessed because of so many reasons. They want to be blessed because they want to do show show. No, they want everybody to know that they have money. So when they call for any kind of amount, you get a first because you always want everybody to know that I have money. Some people also give because they want promotion. Others give because they want somebody to see that ah, me too, I am somebody. Or I'm giving because I want God to bless me so that me too. There was a man who was standing by the roadside. He was going to work one morning. He stood there for a very long time. And was not getting a car. And some boy that he was in this area that he nobody respected him. For a long time, nobody was seeing him. But then the boy has traveled abroad. He was standing there when he saw the boy pass by. And then the boy just waved, hey, uncle. You want able to say me to I'm somebody. You have that kind of mindset, you will not benefit from your giving. If you want God to bless you, or you give because you want to go and do show show in your hometown, or to go and prove somebody wrong that you too, you will not benefit from because God always weighs the motive. Others also give as an evidence to boast later. Woman, I'm a share. You are against the church. I bought the Christ Jubilee. I'm a tall, my mom, hey, to boast. When the church started, it didn't have anything. Today, you didn't have the church, didn't have anything. I, I bought them this. I bought them, I bought them the, 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 what they are playing. I, I, I bought them chess. I, you, you are doing it to do so. You want to boast. You want to boast. Shame on you. James 4 verse 6. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Then you may spend it on your own pleasures. Your own pleasures. You want God to bless you because you want to focus. You want to change the way you dress. You want to buy a new house. You want to do, 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 you want to do
God knows the re- God knows our hearts. Some of us are not being blessed because God knows the reason why. The real motive behind your giving. Others also give to gain favor. But listen to this. When it comes to giving, let your motive or your intention be right. I'm giving because I love God. I'm giving because I'm obeying God's word. Some also give with the intention of receiving. So when they give this, they expect that by next week, it must happen. So when they give, and after a month, after a year, nothing is happening, then God is not in the church. Hallelujah. God knows the reason why you're giving. Number three, always see yourself as a steward or caretaker. If you want to provoke God to bless you, always have the mindset or the mentality that I am a caretaker God's money. There was a man who was traveling abroad and then he found somebody in his office that he could trust and said he should be the acting manager whilst he was away. So when the man went outside, after a couple of weeks, he called this man who was managing his business for him and said, ah, I need to so and so money. Can you wire me some $2,000? And the man asked, what for? What for? Is that money for you? When God created the earth, Bible says, God set everything in place. And God made man. And God put man in charge of everything that he had created. The fact that you have what you have does not mean it is for you. You are a common caretaker. The money you have, you don't have to pride yourself with it. Because it is for God. It is not for you. Let me have 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7. For who makes you to differ from one another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Some of us think that the fact that I have gone to work, I labored, I worked so hard, so it's my money. If God had not given you strength to wake up from your bed, would you have been able to walk to your office, to your shop, to your business to go and work? If God had not given you life, would you have been able to go and sit down and work? When you went to open your shop, if God had not brought you customers, would you boast in what you have? What is it that you have that you did not receive? When a farmer goes to the farm and sows his seeds, if the rain doesn't come down, his labor is in vain. When he sows, what he hopes and believes for is the rain will come down. It is God that is the giver of everything that we have. Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord and all its fullness. The world and those who dwell therein. Everything that we have, everything that we see on earth. Have this mentality. It is not for you. It is not for me. When you have that mentality, giving becomes so easy. Because you are acting and not the boss. So when the boss makes demand of his money, you give. You don't ask him, what are you going to use the money for? Now I'm going to share with you six scriptural 
or biblical types of giving. This is tested and proven. I can't share with you that which I have not even tested. I'm telling you. When you apply these principles, listen, you will not be able to ever explain the source of your blessings. You will not be able to. I'm telling you. In given, they are mandatory or they are ways. That is, it's a must do. It must be observed. They are commands by God. Hallelujah. So what I'm going to share with you, I don't want you to forget them. Because these are the secrets. You know that the whole world, the Jews are the richest in the whole world. Go to America, all the businesses, all the huge mansions, and it all belongs to the Jews. I'm going to tell you what they do that causes their blessings. Even those who think that the Americans cannot even compete with their blessings because they are rich. God has blessed them. Number one, tithing. Let me tell you one basic truth. When God created the earth, God told Adam and Eve, eat everything in the garden. It's all for you. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. God gave them everything except one thing. That was the tithe. When God gives you everything, there's something that is not for you. That is a but that is not for you. The day you eat the but, you curse your own self. It is a command. It is a principle. It is something that God has instituted. It's a divine principle. Because the day you eat of this fruit, you die. Sometimes, money will come into your hands. But you will not know how it happened. It will all vanish. I have seen a rich person who was the most richest and was bluffing with his money. And today, he walks on the ground. He has nothing. When you chop your tights, you are cursed. Whatever that you do will not yield. No matter what happens to your life. If you are a tighter, God will always divinely protect you. Let me have Malachi 3 verse 6 to 10. And Luke 10 verse 42. There's always a 10 that belongs to God. For I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yes, from the days of your fathers, you have gone astray. From my ordinance, look at this. You have gone astray from my ordinances, that's my commandments, and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? <laughs> but God, how have you gone to? How should we return to you? Will a man rob God? Hey! Will you steal from me? Me, the maker of heavens and earth, will you rob me? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? And God said, in tithes and offerings. Listen to this. This is a divine principle. Even if you are sick and you are tighter, you will not die. Even if you go into debt, God will supernaturally deliver you. I'm telling you, I know what I'm saying. It's not everything I can talk to you because it's online. Anytime you spend your tithes, you invoke curses upon yourself. Don't give your tithes after you have been satisfied. Sometimes we are willing to give our tithe because you look at all the things that you have to do. And you see that what you have is not enough. So you are scared to give your tithe. But if I give my tithe, how am I going to pay my children's school fees? The kids have to go to school. We have to eat. 
How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. If you cannot give to God first your tithes and you see to your needs and you think that when everything becomes okay, I'll stop paying my tithes. You cut yourself off from God's blessings because this is God's ordinance. The Israelites, they pay tight even on mint. Everything that comes into their hands, every little thing they keep tight. And it's not for me. It's a divine principle. This belongs to God. And that is why they are blessed. Number two. But let me say this to you. The reason for tightening. My knowledge of tightening was no man thought. I always say this to you. Nobody was able to convince me to pay my tithes. ICGC, our house was God. And I told you before, one time I was driving on the Takumono Junction. Something like, and he said to me, Hesba, that time I was Jackie, I was Jackie, what's going to your tights? Bob Nashi, light bulb Nashi, the bulb is gone off. Go and buy bulb and come and replace the bulb there. And go and tell the government that you're not paying income tax and see how they will deal with you. That was the thing that changed my mind about tithing. Because the voice I heard it was no man that spoke speaking to me. Tithing, the reason, let me tell you the reason why God said tithing. It's an act of obedience. God is testing you. Will you be obedient to me? When he said, Adam and Eve, don't eat of this food. He was t- testing their obedience. Titan also connects you. God wants to see where your heart is. Number three, Titan is also gets you committed. See, God wants to see how committed you are to God. How faithful you are to God. That is the reason why Titan is not because God wants your money. No! No! There's a reason why God said, no, bring your tithe. There's a reason why. I want to know where your heart is. Can I trust you? Can I trust it to bless you? So if you don't give your tithe, you're telling God, I am not worthy of blessings. Hallelujah. Tithing also acknowledges God as your source of income. Number two, the free will offering. Malachi 3 verse 8. He said, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what have you robbed you? In tithes and offerings. What does God require our offering? Offering is an act of gratitude. When you come to church on Sunday and giving to God an offering, you are showing gratitude. He said, enter my gates with thanksgiving and into my courts with praise. So when you come to God's house, you give an offering to him. You're saying, God, I thank you. These are ordinances that God set in place. They are, all, they are divine principles. They are the truth. You cannot take some of the God's word and take leave some. These are the things that will change your life. And you must not give your offering anyhow. You give, David said, no, I cannot give to God that which costs me nothing. Hallelujah. I cannot give to God that which costs me nothing. You give offerings to God. Anytime you come to God's house, you give him an offering. It's an ordinance. It's a commandment. Let's roll because of time. Number three. This is is my favorite part, I believe. The sacrificial offering. Number three. Sacrificial offering. First Samuel 1 verse 3. Bible says, I believe we all know the story, that Helkana always went to Shiloh and Bible says he went to give sacrifices unto God. Sacrifices unto God. Let me talk to you about sacrifices. Sacrifices are festivals. They are feasts unto God. Exodus 23, 14 to 20. 
There are mandatory offerings that every child of God must observe three times a year. There are costly offerings unto God. Every year, three times a year, costly thing must leave you to God. These are the things that God, these are where they took these things from. They are festivals celebrated unto God, where they give sacrifices unto God. If your hometown witches are celebrating Afashe, how much more the God of heaven and earth, what do you do to celebrate him? Three times a year, it's an ordinance. Three times you shall keep a feast to me in the year. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. You shall eat unleavened bread seven days as I have commanded you at the time appointed in the month of Abib for it. In it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me empty. Let's roll. And the feast of the harvest, the first fruit of your labors, which you have sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering at the end of the year. And you have gathered in the fruits of all your labors from the, from the field. Three times in the year, all your males shall appear before the Lord. Let's roll. And you shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with, on, with living bread, nor shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until morning. Say, my sacrifice. Hallelujah. So the first of the first fruits of your land shall, you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God and shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Verse 20. Behold, look at this verse. When you give God these sacrifices, say, behold, I sent an angel before you to keep you in the way and bring you to the place which I have prepared. Amen. Listen to this. Some of you come to church just to hear testimony. You come to hear just to hear prophecies. Shame on you. You come to the church and you don't get what is going. Listen, we give, when we come and we throw offerings on the altar, what we are doing is we are offering to God a feast. My sacrifice. Eli's sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were punished because they disrespected God's sacrifice. God has no joke with his sacrifices. And tell you what, when you make a vow during those times, honor it. Because God does not joke with his sacrifices. My sacrifice. It is a feast unto God. If you are owing God, listen to this. Within the next two, three months, make up your mind. Your name free or fast, fast, fast. Before the next feast comes. Because God does not joke with his feast. The Israelites, they still observe God's festivals. God's feast. My sacrifice. You're in the church. You want God to bless you. But you don't part with costly sacrifices. Somebody came to church last week and gave God a car. My God, do you know what you have done? Provoking God to bless you. I was saving money to go and buy something. For two, three years, I was saving money. And during that time that of God's sacrifice thing, this prayer convention thing, God said, that which you have kept for all these two years, give it to me. And I went and I released it. Listen, when you are given, know who is asking you to give. Know who you are given to. And no fool will bless you. You're keeping money. You're saving money. What would take you one year 
two years. I'm telling you, God gave it to me in just five weeks. Two years I was saving, five weeks. Penny conversion, give money. You are saving, so you not give. Your life will be like that. And we are talking about provoking you. Doing that which provokes God. And it's what he takes pleasure in. His sacrifices. When it's time, give it to him. Part with a costly offering. Something that costs you. If you have to go and sell the kente, go and sell the kente. Don't bring the When they bring the kente to the church, they, when they collect it, they don't pay. Don't bring kente to the church. Go and sell it and bring the money. It's true. Don't tell you, tell you. Don't buy the cloth. They collect. And then you go and sell and wait. Did God have mercy? And you have not paid. You are... You, you are not robbing God. You are an arm robber. Shamefully, you wear the cloth and bring it to church. You have not paid it. Am I preaching to somebody? First Samuel 2 verse 30. Let's show because of time. But I'll tell you something. The basic, the basic aim is that observe God's festivals. Observe God's sacrifices. Always part to something costly. Let something costly leave you. And I'm telling you something. If they say you gave God 2,000. Next year, you, you, you will think that you cannot. You see that you raise the bar. So it means God changed your level. So last year, you gave 2,000. The following year, you say you gave 4,000. The following year, 7,000. It means that God is blessing you. The next year, 10,000. It means that your level is changing. Some of you are still 100 cities, 200 cities, 100 cities, 200 cities, 100 cities. Your level is still the same. 100 cities, 200 cities, 100 cities, 200 cities. How can you change? Listen, it takes a provoking blessing to change your level. Somebody can take money of $10,000, $18,000 to go and buy fake visa. Come to church, you come and give 100 Ghana. The second thing about sacrificial blessing is that give to build a house of God. Giving to support the ministry. There was a verse in the Bible in Luke where a man came to Jesus for help. But Jesus turned away and was going because he was busy. And the disciples told him that this man has built the church. As soon as they said that, and he went and attended to him. I was at someone's one week funeral last Friday. I've known this woman for quite some years, about 18 years. But I didn't know her that well. I know that she was a single mother, bought three houses at a go for his kids, unless she be. I know that this woman housed a man of God in his house for 10 years. No rent, no light bill, no water bill for 10 years. I'm telling you for a fact, I don't want to give names. I know who I'm talking about. Because the person himself opened his mouth and told me. It was a person I'm very close to the person. But sitting in church last Friday morning, and the Presbyterian church said that, this woman, all the pastors who have come to this church, this woman supported everybody. When they transfer you here, you're eating, you're everything is on this woman. She will, she, she will take care of you. And the, all the ministers were testifying. Let me say, mommy, you're just out to try him. Mommy, you ready? Oh God, let this grace fall upon me. That was all I would say, God, Invest in the house of God. Let your money be. In. If you read Haggai 1 verse 2 to 9. It's a very long verse. My time is up. I don't want that to look at me again. Listen. Invest in the house of God. I'm closing. Let your money be in the house of God. 
Hey, whenever the distance here, we are doing this. Please, if you have to go and sell your cloth, some of us you have cloth, you have you have so much cloth. Why are you keeping a cloth for? It's sometimes very very funny. Because God forbid, God forbid, and God forbid, if you die today, somebody will take the cloth and wear and they will sort you. Whenever you get opportunity of doing anything, listen to this. Go and take wherever you can get money from and come and sow in the house of God. I was in church last two weeks when we were doing our program. Sitting here. The pastor read 2000 and said, God, I don't have it. Maybe I had some money there. I was going to buy cement to do it Because the money, God knows that I'm saving this one. It's for the cement. God, I have that money is to clear the land. And God, you know the way the money is. So when the man of God was saying, God, I don't, the account is empty. And he said, get up. Get up. As soon as I sat in the car, I said, the man that you're keeping for that house, go and take the money. I'm so good. Also, you will build a house without your strength. Provoke God to bless you. Invest in the house of God. Invest in God's house. Let your riches be in the house of God. God will bless you that your family will be shocked. They will wonder where, where how did you, how, what happened? Somebody sponsoring you? Is there some lotto or something? Receive the grace to give in the name of Jesus. Release your hand. Come to the things of God. Why do you worry so much about money? What is money? What you don't respect, you work on it. If you value so much, listen. What you don't respect, you work on it. I'm telling you. Perfect God to bless you. These are the secrets. It's not because somebody wants your money, but God wants you to be blessed. But the blessing will not come to you. Reach out and observe his ordinances. Number four, give to your parents. Write this verse down. Deuteronomy 5 verse 16. John 19 verse 25 to 27. Always give to your earthly parents. There was a book that I read about breaking curses. And that book, it said that. I think it was a bishop. Most of my books are from him. Breaking curses. And he mentions about giving to your earthly parents. However your mother is, however your father is, please, always give to them. Every month, every month, part with it, let it go. Give to them, honor them. It's a divine ordinance. Read the verse I gave to you, it's there. It's a divine ordinance. Give to them. The next one, give to men of God. Numbers 25 verse 1 to 2. Some of us, you are in the church. You only give to pastor once a year. Even that one cry a whole year. And you are bringing your father a gift. And you bring zero a whole year. It's not the value, but the thoughts. Sometimes, some of us, we can afford even much more. But you give stingingly. Look at this verse. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across the Jericho, saying, Command, tell somebody, command. Command the children of Israel that they give the Levites cities. Give the Levites cities to dwell in. We must be able to build our father a house. It says, Command them to give the pastors, the one who feeds us, cities to dwell in in and let me say this tell you something there was a woman in the bible he gave to man of god he didn't tell the man of god that you need a child he gave to man of god the man of god asked the assistant what can we do it means that what the person touched is this is a man of god a friend of god 
and asked his assistant, what can we do for this woman? I said, she, she doesn't have a child. And the man of God spoke a word. Our blessings are here. I'm telling you, all the pro- you want to travel abroad, come and give it to him. Whatever you want God to do for you, give it to your father. I am praying to God that this year will change our attitude towards giving. Please, let's stop this attitude because it will not bless us. These are divine ordinances. Give. He must not lack anything. He must not lack money in his pocket. He said, build cities for the Levites to dwell in. They must be comfortable. Some of us are able to adopt his children. I'm, I'm adopted. I want to adopt one of your children. I want to pay for their school fees. And see, if you go down the knees, he will not make mention of you by name and pray for you. All that you do after church, you go and meet him, daddy, I want money. Daddy, I'm broke. Shame on you. Am I preaching to somebody? Let's kindly bend our feet. Let's up your hands. Father, release grace upon your people. Don't let these words of God fall upon the rock. Let it fall on fertile soil. Let these words manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, or if you haven't given your life, you want to read that you say, your life has been some way. You have not been on and off. Now you want to give it all up to Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I rededicate myself to you. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I give my heart to you. I give all of myself to you. Accept me, Lord, and write my name in the book of life. Help me, Lord, to obey you and walk in all your ordinances and let my life be blessed in Jesus' name. Well, listen to this. Something has happened to you today. Your life will never be the same again from today. As long as your name is registered, just as I came in with nothing, and today, and God is still using me. I never thought I would write a book. I never thought I would be who I am today. Never thought. Never thought. But through this church, my destiny has changed. I declare upon your life, from today your destiny has changed. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, Lord, give me the heart to walk in your ordinances. Give me the grace to be liberal, to give myself and all that you give to me. In Jesus' name. Father, Lord, let me counter the Abrahamic blessings, the true blessings in Jesus' name. As I put your word into practice, let me see the manifestations of your word in my life. Let all men call me a blessing. Grant me, Lord, a tangible blessing in Jesus' name. Say, Father, what my father and mother could not do, what my father and mother were not able to go, cause me to go farther in life. Let me go farther in the world to places my parents did not even go. In Jesus' name, let me travel far in life. Let me encounter your blessings in this life. Let me taste heaven on earth. Let me encounter heaven's riches on earth. In Jesus' name. Bless my hands 
and let me never lack. Through me, let many be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.